What's up, NBA betting fans? It's Jeff Clark, and you're listening to the NBA in-season semi-final preview. I got the homie David Troy to help me break down both games. Uh, the first one is tipping off in a few hours, so there's not going to be a long shelf life to this podcast. Hopefully, by the time you hear it, you can get our picks and analysis for both the Pacers and Bucks, and then the Nightcapper, which is the Pelicans at the Lakers. But I'm excited for this tournament-style basketball and the tournament to conclude here. I talked myself into picks for both games, but I'm going to need your help to find some maybe player props or, I don't know, derivative markets to bet. Sure. Happy to do it. Happy to be here. I got back on the uh, winning side of things yesterday in regular NBA action. Went 2-1. Uh, and one. Thank God. I was... Awesome. Uh, I was getting a little nervous because I had a nice couple days with the NBA and then felt like it was all going back to shitville after uh, my one and two performance last time we connected. Usually when me yeah. and you podcast, we do really well, but I've been kind yeah. of letting us down this season. Yeah. Well, I don't think I would say you've been letting us down. I mean, it happens and there's small stretches. We got a, plen- a ton of season to go. You, uh, you mentioned last time you do really well in the playoffs as well, so it's you know yeah, just stick around for the next and, six months. <laughs> yeah, grind it out from here. And these are like playoff games tonight, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used some of that playoff game atmosphere analysis in my picks <laughs> last uh, episode, and they failed me, quite frankly. Oh. Hell, I did hit the Lakers over the Suns, but whiffed with the Bucks and the Knicks. Me and you both leaned to the under. The pace. Definitely fit the under, but the shot-making soared the game well over the total. That was absurd. Yeah. Dude, I'm a Knicks fan. At one point, the Bucks hit 67% of their threes on high volume. Malik Beasley looked like Larry Bird out there. Yeah, there were. so did uh, Ochamp. Um, it, was, it was a very strange game for a lot of reasons. I mean... The Knicks, I think, were down at halftime, and Julius Randle had like 25 points, and he was perfect from the field. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, and it he's was got kind that, of absurd. Now we got that fucking idiot, Stephen A. Smith, talking about how you can't win when Julius Randle is your best player. I hate that guy. I hate his basketball analysis. I, hate's a strong word. I don't want to use that. I don't want to throw that around. I look down on his basketball analysis. So, I don't like most of what he says but i somewhat agree that with the, with the overall point of if jalen brunson and, and julius randall are your best players you can be a good team but you're probably not going to be the best team and in basketball we usually see that the team with the better player tends to win the teams with you know Giannis is the best player on the court or even halliburton would be the best per player on the court of them. And that was kind of the point that I saw. I don't know if it was Stephen A. Smith or somebody else, but I even found myself being surprised. Like this actually is a fair argument that usually when the Knicks step onto the court, their, their players are not the number one player on the court. It's a bullshit, common sense, vague argument. Yeah. Of course the best players fucking win. Yeah. It's basketball. It's been like that our whole lives. This idiot saying, well, the worst place to be is in the middle. I'm sorry. It's it's worse to have a good team than to be an absolute joke. Like, are the Spurs doing better than the Knicks? The, I, the Spurs haven't won since November. 
<laughs> are they, I mean, yeah, they tanked. Would, they got Victor Wembanyama, but like, you would rather right. be a Spurs fan right now than a New York Knicks fan? Right. Come on. I, I can tell you as a Bulls fan, the worst place to be is the middle. No. It's, it's awful. Yes, it is. I disagree. Because we've been garbage since we, Jordan left. We've we been garbage, garbage since time, before. The time, but the only time we've been good is when we had Derrick Rose. And how do we get him? We tanked. We somehow mysteriously got the number one overall pick. He got didn't him, tank. The team started turning around. Didn't tank. You were organically terrible. And it still wasn't a fun. Pick, okay, but still. Yeah, a but what pick. he's saying and what people that make this argument are saying that we should tank, we should rip off the, the, the paying customers. I mean, how expensive are tickets to the Madison Square Garden? Like, hey, whatever, suck it up. Well, it might be good in five years, right? Like, Victor yeah. Wimbanyama. Is a lock was a lock to be the number one pick, right? It's supposed to be a complete franchise altering player. You know what? He's probably not going to matter to the outcome of the NBA for another three or four years, if that. Sure. If that. But will will the Knicks? Who knows? I think but, if and, I think if we got out from the field and Emmanuel quickly didn't <laughs> shit his pants, we could have at least beat the Bucks. So I I mean I get your point, and I I even agree to a certain extent about like. The, the Knicks specifically were bad, and then they got Jalen Brunson, and now they've been good, right? They could have said, "No, I think we're going to be fine. We'll either we'll either bottom out through the draft, or maybe we'll try and get more of these huge name splashes." They got arguably the best player in free agency last year, yeah. but it doesn't seem like they are getting the players to actually come to New York and play in Madison Square Garden. And I I think some of this stuff is a little shady because I've, I've read some stuff about like agents telling um, certain players to not go to play in New York and some of that stuff. And I'm sure it always existed, but it seems a little more prevalent now than it ever did. Oh, it's um, not shady. I can explain it to you. The, the No one likes the owner. It's that simple. Right. They don't want to do business with them. It's not, it's sure. not even complicated. So, well, I think I heard also about the GM or something too. There was an issue. Yeah, probably uh, the owner hired him. Yeah. I don't know. So, like I said, I get Stephen A's point. I mean, like, I get, I get your side too. All right, to segue back into the basketball, are the Pacers doing the bad thing? Because they're really not going to win a title, right? They might be a non-playing team, but it's like, oh, they should tank. Like, what are they doing playing Tyrese Halliburton? Why? What's the point? Like, shelve them. And try to tank it, right? Because that's what that's what's better. That's what's better for fans. That's what's better for the product. That's what's better. Hey, you know what? This is how I'll put a cap on my opinion here. I'm a culture guy. I am. I love the heat culture. I'm a I think you need to build a winning culture. I believe in that bullshit. And I know that's kind of um a departure from normal gambling speak, right? Most of these analytics guys want a lot of dunks out of threes, want to tank, all that stuff. And yeah, there's some wisdom into that, but I want to build winners and com- and competitors or around winners and competitors. That's what I want. I, I agree, but there's only really two ways to get winners. You're either going to draft one because you are bad. Yeah, you'll get lucky it's in some cases. Like the Warriors. Uh, like you were saying with Curry and stuff? Yeah, they got Curry, what, seventh pick? They got Clay Thompson, the 13th pick, and they got Draymond in the second round. Yeah. They're the most recent dynasty we have. Sure. Or the Lakers. 
where or, everyone wants to play and they just right. they just get players. Right. Or you're going to sign sign free agents. Like, I mean, those are the only really two ways to get your team better. Um, in, in this case, I mean, the Pacers actually got better through a trade. They traded away somebody that they did, didn't draft, but I think probably gave him the best opportunity in Sabonis and traded him for Halliburton, and Halliburton has rewarded them 10 times over already. Based on your and Stephen A. Smith's argument, he's holding them back. They could be doing a lot of losing not, right now if it weren't not, for Tyrese Halliburton. Not the argument. That what do you mean? At all. You said the worst my, part is the middle. No, my argument was that the Knicks aren't going to win anything because they don't have one of the best players or the best player on the court most nights. That's what I'm saying. Now, am I saying the middle is good? No, absolutely not. As a fan, would I rather watch a team that is in the middle than one that is complete garbage? Yes. If I was a GM, though, or if I'm being strategic about this, I would rather lose a bunch of games than be in the middle. Because in the middle, you're going to, be, you're going to have to find some sort of great player, either through the draft or hope somebody signs with you. Those are the only two ways you can do it. I see. So. Just moving forward, I love you, but I hate your opinion. I hate it yeah, here. Fine. And we can agree That's to fine. disagree. Let's maybe agree or disagree on the games. So, Pacers, getting five points at the Bucks. I bet the Pacers to beat the Boston Celtics the other night. I bet the Knicks to beat the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks though. Even though, like, I'm not, I'm not doing it because they just beat my team and like recency bias. I took four and a half with the Knicks, and the Bucks only laying five at home. Well, I guess it's not at home. Shit, it's not at home. It's in Las Vegas. But I think the Knicks are more than a half point better than the Pacers. Maybe I'm tripping. I like the Pacers. I like their brand of basketball. Again, I bet them against Boston Celtics, but they can't play any defense, right? So. I don't know. I'm going with the uh, going with the Bucks. I'm gonna lay the five, but now I gotta make sure the uh, what I wrote, which has not been published yet, doesn't say anything about home and road splits. What are you thinking? So I don't necessarily have a play on the side. I do lean towards the Bucks as well, um, but I think this total is getting too ridiculous. 257 points in this game. Like I get that the Pacers can score a lot, play fast, and I get the Bucks score a lot, play fast. Neither one of them really plays defense. But you're talking about each quarter needs to average 62 points somewhere around there in order to get that, which isn't absurd. But if you have one bad shooting quarter from both teams or from even one team, this should not go over. We, there were 268 points in the game between the Knicks and the Bucks the other day, and the the uh, the Bucks at home shot 60% from the field and 60% from three. So you're talking about nine points, no, 11 points, excuse me, um, more than the total is today, and you had a team shooting 60% from the field, 60% from deep. They're also going to a gym they have never played in. This is not a, a place that anyone in the NBA has ever played a competitor like a uh, an actual basketball game for a regular season it's just not 
So to me, I'm taking the under in this. I don't, you know, maybe I'll come back and be like, well, yeah, obviously they just ran up and down the court, scored, nobody played any defense, and yeah, that's why I lost. But to me, this is too much. 245, 250 even, probably wouldn't touch, but 257 is a lot of points. And I, I do think that, you know, this is eventually going to be more of a playoff-style game if it's close. If it's close in the fourth quarter, they're going to start slowing down possessions, doing more half-court offense, actually trying to lock in on defense so they can get to the championship. And I think that I can say that for both sides. So I'm pretty confident this one's going to be an under, and that's the way I'm playing this one. I'm trying to think of a way to push back because you kind of countered all the objections already. That was like kind of baked into your analysis, right? I mean, both teams can shoot threes, have a high volume of three-point attempts, take it up and down the court, but I just can't really disagree with you. I mean, if one quarter is a shitter, 257 going over that is very unlikely. Um, What about for, for props? Because my initial instinct is to bet Malik Beasley stuff since no one's game planning for him. He gets a lot of run with the starters, and he's just chucking threes. But it's at three and a half now. It's a big number for him. So do you have any player props in the cooker here, or, or what are you thinking along those along those lines? Uh, I don't think Giannis will be stopped, and I don't think Halliburton will be stopped. I mean, Halliburton's the obvious one. Uh, he could easily explode for 30. He's going to do everything he probably can. Um, I think I'd probably look more towards his, like, his PRA is 44 and a half. Um, I don't know how many rebounds he's actually going to get. So points and assists is sitting at 40 and a half, and I kind of like that better. Because uh, he could have, like, 15 or 16 assists, and then all you need is 24 or 25 points. Like, it's not that many. Um, for him, so I do like him over 40 and a half. You know Lillard isn't going to be able to play defense on him if that's who they end up sending out at him. Um, but there's not really anybody in the, the Bucks backcourt that I think will be able to really stick with Halliburton. Um, and he likes to shoot threes. Uh, that's so right. Yep. This is a random he's thought. He's about the only one. Yeah. But like, and I included this in my, my pro Pacers breakdown for Pacers Bucks about how Halliburton was talking, how he never won anything, and how this is important to him. Mm -hmm. Can't the same be said about Damian Lillard, though? He didn't win shit in college. He hasn't won shit in the pros. I don't know. Like, he might, you know, I I guess what I'm saying is I am a Damian Lillard fan, and I was skeptical that this would work. Still am to a certain extent, but he could definitely give buckets back to Halliburton. and In fact, could even outplay him. I think you disagree. You like Halliburton no, more than I, no, more than I, Dame, I, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. Actually, I, I think the one thing I'm I'm kind of like the first thought I had when you mentioned what you were saying is like, are we going to now be like, Damian Lillard didn't win an NBA championship, but he did win an in-season tournament championship. Like, are we going to start justifying like careers this way ten years from now? No, but I'm just I'm just I think a lot of people are talking about Indiana's motivation. Oh, I get and, what you're saying. And maybe overlooking Milwaukee's possible motivation. That's 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 my point. Yeah. Like personally, no, I, I don't I, think I, Damian Lillard's a Hall of Famer right now. I, I know this is kind of dipping into sports radio talk, but like, 
I don't I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. I don't think that changes with this. I, I you know he could still get there perhaps, but like not because of anything that happens in this thing. I mean the NBA or the the basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest one to get in. He's he's definitely going to be in it, especially he was a top seventy five player. So that's a that's a different conversation. I agree. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that's that was kind of the first thing I thought of was the Halliburton one. Um, I I am a little nervous about taking props in either of these games in terms of points. Uh, I I like Giannis the best in terms of points only because he goes right to the basket. Like you don't, you don't need to have a good sight line or be used to the rims to dunk a basketball. Like he's going to be just inside, you know, punishing people. Whereas these other guys from the outside might come out a little slow and feeling the court out a little bit. Um, you know, then again, it could be like an all-star game and it's a track meet and all that. Um, I like Chris Middleton over, think he's been playing a little bit better i don't think he's been great but um you know he had 14 points the other day against the knicks on in 26 minutes that's the biggest question mark there though is is he actually going to play enough time in this game to to get the points that he needs um yeah and and bucks are getting stuff out of their bench so if middleton doesn't have it i don't think they're going to be hesitant to to pull him and get some other guys in there. Yeah. Like Bochamp, who I watched this guy just murder the Knicks. I couldn't even get it. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. That, I mean, so that's, yeah, I don't, unfortunately I don't really have a great one for this game outside of that. Come on, bro. How about, all right. I think I'm going to go Damian Lillard over 27 and a half points. I talked myself into it at pinnacle. He is, the there's uh the over on the twenty seven and a half has got juice, whereas in the other books looks like the under has got some juice. So specifically looking at well, Caesar's got got the over on minus one oh nine. Really like that number. Bet MGM has minus one ten. So one of those two numbers. Bet Rivers, I don't know if you have that, but yeah. That's I do. an option I have as well. Bet Rivers. Yeah. So you know, you know who's standing out in terms of juice is Brooke Lopez for points. I know you talked about how much you hated him in the other one. And I I do not advocate playing him in this game. I think Miles Turner is too good of a defender. And uh, hates a strong I, I word, but that is fair. I, I wouldn't uh, advocate uh, for Buddy or uh, Buddy. Uh, what's his face? Bobby Portis either in this one. I know that was my play last time, but he's not one that I uh, I would really like. That went um, over, right? I remember you doing a victory lap on that one. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he hit. Um, yeah. He had nine nine points in the first half, actually. Oh, I saw that tweet. Um, who the hell is that? Remember that time when he out? broke Miritich's jaw? <laughs> yeah, and then he bas- Miritich basically was like, well, I guess I'm going to just go to... Uh, <laughs> go to Europe and play basketball I'm going to go back to Europe, yeah. So Middleton is is juiced uh, on Pinnacle as well to the over. Um, yeah, but he's juiced everywhere. I'm trying to find a deal here. I'm trying to scalp. Oh, I get I get what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like Dame. Dame's juiced only at Pinnacle. It's kind of cheaper yeah. in other places. That was that was that was kind of my little handicap and cheat code that I was trying to use, which may or may not work. Gotcha. All right. Well, Pelicans Lakers. 
Lakers are minus two favorite, minus you know, 130, 125 in the money line. The over-under is 231. So what I do here um, or on outkick.com backslash betting is I'll write my full handicap or whatever, write down the bet, and then predict the score. And usually the predicted score is pretty close to the total. And this is without me even really looking at the total. This time, I really like the Pelicans. I'm taking them plus two. And I wrote down Pelicans win 117 and 107, which is 13 points below the total. And I almost <laughs> just like chalked it all up and was like, well, wait a second. If that's, yeah, what my predicted, <laughs> if that's what my predicted score is, then maybe maybe I should go with the under there. Well, yeah, something could be off, but that's also what I'm feeling. Yeah. So maybe maybe I should be more on the under. But I am going to take the Pelicans. I just like how their roster is built, honestly. And I think for, in a seven-game series, LeBron James ends up fingering them out and winning. But in like a tournament-style game, I think their physicality, the fact that they hustle more than the Lakers, that they're a better rebounding team, commit fewer turnovers – or have just more more depth. I think I think I think they're gonna win this game, and I think they're a better tournament style team than a seven game series team. If that if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, I am kind of concerned that I, I I mean I know the timeout call from the last game was controversial and all this stuff, but I am kind of concerned now that. This is going to be like a NBA conspiracy to get LeBron to the championship, at, at least to the championship game. Um, That's very fair. I don't think the – look, I, I know that the, part of the talk has been like, oh, we want to try and give some other teams a chance to win during the season and blah, 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 right? The worst possible outcome for the NBA would be the Pacers to play the Pelicans in the championship. That's worst case scenario. If the Pacers win, I would be much more confident in betting the Lakers because I think a phone call will come in and be like, we need to get them there. So we have LeBron in there too. Yep. If the Bucks win, I think it they'd be okay with it. But then again, having LeBron versus Giannis would probably be the ideal thing, especially for the first in-season tournament. Oh, look how cool this is. It could be a potential uh, finals preview, like that kind of thing. I, I'm I'm hesitant to play the Pelicans in this one for that factor. Uh, what I do like uh, instead is probably Trey Murphy, or not Trey Murphy, Herb Jones props. Um He's for points and rebounds is 15 and a half. Kind of like that look. Uh, he's been playing quite a bit lately. Been playing better. He shot really well the other night. Um, Trey Murphy, the third? Stretch. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Her- Herbert Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might have said the wrong guy. He's looking at a couple different uh, things while I'm, while I'm talking. Um, His last three games have been awesome. Yeah, and I think that kind of continues. Like he's he is a big player for their team. Uh, 23, 17, 17 in his last three games. Uh, and that's just points. 
So you're talking about his points going over the prop. He had five rebounds, seven rebounds, four rebounds. Um, so he's not even really coming close to this number. So I, I kind of like it. Uh, they haven't played the Lakers this year, or he hasn't played the Lakers at least. Um, so you can't really judge anything there. Um, yeah, that, but, this is the first Pelicans-Lakers meeting of the year. Okay. So last year he had 27 points and rebounds against them. In one game, he had 14 in, in another, and then he had eight in the other. So kind of all over the map, but I still like his involvement. I think that this is going to be – this probably will be a tougher game for role players, but this isn't a ridiculous number either. So and I, I think there's 14 and a half out there as well, um, which depending on the juice might be the way to look in this, but – that's probably my my favorite look in this game. Fourteen and a half. What do you say for points and assists? Points and rebounds. Points and rebounds. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some. I'm seeing mostly fifteen and a half. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Okay. I I love Herb Jones, and you got to kind of yeah. You got to reward his his defensive efforts by getting him some looks. Yeah. You got to keep those kind of guys engaged. Yeah, I mean, who's going to guard Zion? Will it be LeBron? I would think it would be AD, right? Well, he's got Valanchunas. Oh, yeah. Is it going to be LeBron? I don't know. I think Zion will wear his ass out. If Zion's physical with him and that just diminishes LeBron by a few percentage points, that can really swing the difference in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. like, maybe LeBron flops. It's kind of what he's known for. But I do think they're going to let, like, Zion. Like, they might not call fouls, but he might just kind of bruise him either way. You know you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they might not give Zion superstar treatment if he's, if he's trying to bully LeBron. But they might not call any fouls, which also could not be very good for LeBron, right? That could also suck. For sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I like how the Pelicans match up with the Lakers here. And if I'm looking at the total, I'm definitely looking towards the under because of all the stuff you already said, the unfamiliar sight lines. Neither team is a good three-point shooting team. Neither team shoots a lot of three-pointers. They both have a little bit of rim protection. They both really feast by getting the the the, the free throw line, but both defenses are good at keeping opponents off the free throw line to me this feels like a hell of a look on the under i i don't know two of the three officials um actually go more to the over than the under so i'll xna that point but um do you say they go more to the under yeah no more to the over so i was gonna say i i thought for a second that two of the three officials are more to the under but that's wrong um the Pelicans have went under or went over the total in three of their last four games, so people might be thinking they're more of an over team. Although the Lakers did go under in two of their last other uh, past two games, but those are both at home, and their defense for whatever plays much better at home. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the the I do kind of if I if I am betting the under, it is because of the different sight lines angle and how these teams just don't even shoot a lot of threes. So. But I'm going to just stick with my two plays for tonight, dude. I'm going to go with the uh, the Bucks minus five. I'm going to take the Pelicans plus two. 
Okay. Where are your picks to win? And do you have a one bet that you like? Um, so I, I like the under for Pacers Bucks. Okay. In terms of the going to the uh, window with that. Yeah. That one we'll call official. Um, Herb Jones, I, I liked it a little bit better at 15 or 14 and a half, but I can't find it anymore. So, eh, we'll see. I like, I like 15 and a half still. I don't think it will be that close. I think he'll probably be able to get her in the, in the twenties of that combination. But, uh, in terms of winners, I like the bucks to win. And I will say, it, I, I do think the Lakers are going to win. And I mostly because I, I've just seen the NBA story play out too many times to think that the Pelicans have a legit chance. You're a conspiracy theorist. Partially, yeah. That actually works in NBA handicap, especially come playoff time. Yeah, unfortunately. Did you know Tucker Carlson's interviewing Alex Jones? That's the next Tucker Carlson uh, Twitter thing. Can't say I knew that. Can't say I know who uh, I've ever followed anything that Tucker Carlson has done, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I don't know. You're doing conspiracy theories. I thought that might jump out to you. <laughs> no, no, I uh, can't say that one does. Oh, yeah. man. I need to write the shit, man. What am I down? What am I down? How many units am I down? Down 3.9 units. 49, 49, and 1. This is making my brand look bad. I'm pretty much violating the NFL regular season right now. I've just Yeah, you're doing really well. I'm just seeing it wonderfully. I have peak confidence. Probably all gonna come crashing down this weekend and I'm gonna change my tune. But I just need my basketball results to mirror my NFL results. Dave? David? It's, yeah. It's kinda wild though. Like if you do well in one and not the other, like and I don't know how many people are out there that just handicap like one sport. Um but like for guys like us who do it for like everything, it's it's kind of like, oh, well, I won in basketball, but I lost in hockey, and then I got another couple units in football, but college football ruined me. So Yeah, like I'm it, like Robin Peter. Of, I'm Robin yeah. Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's like all a balance or an exercise of just balancing money. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll win money in the NFL and just donate it to the NBA. I mean, it's yeah. not so bad. Down 3.9 units. I can make that back. Oh yeah! Uh, by you the can, end of tomorrow. Back in, yeah, you can make that back in a night. So. Well, hopefully I do. And hopefully yeah, this I, NBA in-season tournament finishes as strong as it started. Because I've enjoyed the product thus far. I like the first year of it. Hopefully they build upon it second in the second year and use some of the suggestions we gave in the, in the previous podcast to help themselves yeah. out. Yeah. We could send it to Adam Silver, see if he has any interest. Yeah. 2023 Henry Kissinger. <laughs> you know who uh, I actually kind of like now that I'm looking at it as well? Is uh, D'Angelo Russell, over 13 and a half points. Now, I'm not a Russell fan. I think no, I think no I've one made should that be. clear. Yeah, I think I've made it clear. But I bet on him once this season, and it was a, it, he went way over the total. But this feels like a D'Angelo Russell game where he's just going to be like, Hey guys, we're on national television. I'm in Vegas. I'm definitely going all out for this one. And he's just going to like jack up a ton of shots. Oh, we know he's shooting. So he has, I mean, his over under for threes is one and a half at minus 180. So assume he gets six points there. To the over minus 180. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably get 
four free throws. It'll, he's a good free throw shooter. So you're talking about 10 points right there. He really only needs two more baskets to cash this. I think he could do it. He's playing against C.J. McCollum. The uh, Pelicans are not a very good defensive team against point guards or shooting guards for that matter. I think I might talk myself into this. I, I don't know. You talk you yourself talk into betting D'Angelo Russell? That's right. Are you going to talk me out of it? <laughs> no, man. Save me. No. Save me. My record's not good enough to talk you in or out of anything. Uh, I just wish you luck. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. He scored eight points and nine points in his last two games. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I kind of I kind of expect you to know that. I mean, you said it off the top. You don't like D'Angelo Russell, and neither do I. I mean, what yeah. do you want? It's just sometimes you got a feeling on someone, and hey, maybe he comes through. I mean, it's yeah. similar logic to the whole Malik Beasley thing. He's not going to get a bulk of the defensive attention. It's going to be him and C.J. McCollum. He can put up points against C.J. McCollum. You get Jose so. Alvarado in there. Ooh, that's... That's not good. Yeah. But I feel like Alvarado is going to be on Austin Reeves' duty. Actually. Let's I fade, hate Austin Reeves. Let's fade that white boy. What's he looking at right now? I can't stand Austin Reeves. 14 and a half. Heavy juice on the under. Yeah. Are they sick in Jose Alvarado? What's his nickname? Grand Theft Alvarado? Are they, are they going to sick, yeah. sick GTA on him? It could. I don't know, man. That's, Do you want to be like, reverse uh, racist and, 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 and bet under Austin Reeves? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm okay with betting under him. We won't tell you anyone know, was, an outkick that we're fading the white boy, but we're fading him well, because he's white. I like it. You know, Cam Reddish has scored 11, 11 and 13 against the Pelicans his last three games against him. His total is only seven and a half. Dude, I like this game to go more under. I want to be a Grinch. Let's go under Austin Reeves. Come on. <laughs> I might I might end up doing a same game parlay for this and just tweeting it out for fun. An SGP. Know, there's just a lot of lot of props in here that I think are interesting. Dude, what's my book got? Austin Reeves is total. I'm I am locked <laughs> in on this one. I'm doing it, I think. I don't know, man. He he had that confidence in the last game. Got that, got that three. Remember there was rumors that he was dating uh, Taylor Swift. No, I did not know that. There, maybe it's just maybe I'm like in an LA bubble. That's what it is. I thought it was some other girl that he was dating. <laughs> Come on, how many girls is Austin Reeves going to be linked up to? All of them. Bullshit. All right, hold on. Just gonna, I'm almost get all the ladies. I'm almost close to the prop builder. Just give me one more second. Say something to stall. And the other one I'm looking at is. Uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Brandon Ingram. I like him. He was the one who I bet the other day, and we did a ladder on him. That cashed. Are you aware of my Brandon Ingram take? Take. I love Brandon I Ingram. He's one. He's one of my favorite basketball players of the last like ten years. I love Brandon Ingram too. Actually, I think he's nice. a really good player. And sometimes I, I don't know. I don't think that he cares as much about like. Um. Trying to cook the Lakers for trading him away or something, but. He's been good against them, too. I think he's happy they traded him. I don't think he really liked L.A. I don't know. I don't know enough about him from when he was playing, but he is averaging quite a a pretty good number against against the Lakers in his past six games. He's hit 
hit over his total in four out of six of those games. And you know he's going to have to kind of be good in this one. So he might be worthwhile too. Maybe I will just do a same game parlay and have some fun with this. Love it. Well, we've probably dragged this podcast on too long. We started with bickering. We ended with just (laughs) rambling about, I don't even know what, uh, random props. Um, I am going to add just like a quarter unit on the over, or excuse me, the under for Austin Reeves to my bet for the Bucks minus five and the Pelicans plus two. David, the much better NBA handicapper thus far this season, is like in the under in the first game, under 257 in, in Bucks, uh Pacers. Can't fault that logic. Can't fault that bet at all. Maybe we can connect tomorrow, Friday. I think there's a big slate. If not. Yeah, there's a huge slate. A ton of games. Yeah. Or we can do that and give our picks for the NBA in-season champion on Saturday, right? Kill two birds, one stone. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. All right. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Best of luck whether you fade or follow me. Actually, I wish you bad luck if you fade me. But um, thanks for listening. Leave us a nice review. Follow David at Future Press 2024. Buy his NBA season-long packages at beatingthebookie.com. Come to outkick.com backslash betting to just get all my wonderful NFL picks. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.